0: She could be seated. We have been talking about life uh, for God in an intentional manner. The idea is that there are some principles for living life, particularly in this complicated world that we live in, that will help us as we try to live for God. And so we've been walking through those, um, and we'll, we've got. Uh, We'll do a third one this morning, and again, there's more, but I've just picked five that I think are relevant for us in our culture right now. And we've talked about the idea, uh, first of all, of the idea of margin, putting some space in your life, and how important it is that you know even God in creation established that principle in that if we try to live life without any space or margins, uh, it becomes very complicated. Uh, Last week, we talked about the idea of control, the idea that Jesus is really... God is in control, we're not. And so often we try to manage everything instead of walking side by side with Him and being yoked to Him and what He wants for our lives. And so we talked about that last week. This week we're going to look at the idea of uh, simplicity uh, for life. Um, Life has gotten incredibly complicated. And for some reason, it seems like the more we try to simplify it, the more complicated it gets. Um, example for us this week, and I'm going to embarrass my family, but they're used to it by now. So, um, so here's the deal: I said at a pastors' conference this week, uh, I was uh, before the conference, I had to swing by Walmart and get some vitamins. Uh, so I went to pick. Now, before some of you put me on a pedestal because you think I'm a health nut. Um, I also bought Cheetos, uh, cheese puffs, so, so anyway, so now you know the real me. So anyway, so I'm, I'm in the vitamin aisle, I get my vitamins, I'm getting and I walk by and there's a guy with his phone taking pictures, and I, it was odd, and so I stopped and I realized he was taking pictures of um, children, they had children's Tylenol um, for the thing. Well, I happen to know that there was a shortage, there's been a shortage of children's Tylenol and families trying to get it. And I thought, well, that's a good idea. I'm sure he's texting his wife and saying which one that you want me to get and whatever else. So I, I, I let him do his thing. Then I got my camera out, and I started taking a couple pictures. And we have a family. We have a whole family deal that, that goes to everybody in our family. So Josh and Alex and Aaron and JT and Gene and I, and we all do this little loop thing when we do something. So I took two pictures of it, and here's what's my tech. Anybody need this? Um, They have them at Walmart. Simple, right? Simple, right? I'm going to read for you. I'm not going to tell you who said what. But I'm going to read you the text that now followed, okay? We were all stocked up on meds. Thank you, though. However, if and somebody else. However, if you wanted to buy stock, it's not a bad time to do so. Next one, get them, please. Strawberry first, grape second. Next text, oh, okay, Josh needs it. Next text, sorry, I was on a call with the GI nurse getting appointments scheduled finally. Next text, and I was in PD then picking up the kids. Yes, please, if not too late. Otherwise, I was working on getting an order together to ship to us. So I texted back. It's getting confusing now. I am in Walmart at Ankeny. It's right by the hotel. I can swing by and get whatever you guys need. So give me a list of what you want, whether you want children's or infant, and an order of flavors if they have it. Clear, simple, right? (laughs) Next tech. Children's first, then infants. Children's the same as infants, just smaller bottles for more money. It's stupid. (laughs) Strawberry first, cherry second, grape third. At least two bottles, please. Then I get a picture that's not children's Tylenol, that it's another brand. And I said and it says, Aaron got us this last time, Jude takes it better. Next text. Still, two bottles and everything that Josh said, but just this brand. <laughs> if they have it, now next text. If they have it, it looks picked over. Otherwise, we'll take the name brand Tylenol too. The rate our kids get sick, I'd rather have something than nothing. Next text. Ha, I have to take a picture of our cupboard, our cupboards. It's humorous. Next tech, We are entering a teething phase, so we definitely need to stock up. Next tech, Yeah, that's not a fun stage. Do you know what to buy at this point? I ended up buying like six bottles of stuff, and I just figured somebody's going to use it all. Now look. This is my point. Texting was supposed to make stuff simple. But this is where we are in life. Everything is becoming more complicated. Even something as simple as, hey, do you want me to pick this up? So I want to talk this morning about how do we simplify our lives as Christians. Because if you're going to live intentionally for God, you're going to have to do this. So I'm going to deal with it really, I'm going to, again, so I'm working really hard to keep the message simple too, all right? So here's, the, here's your whole outline. Simplify your walk and simplify your talk. That's it. So let's talk about, first of all, our talk. Um, Matthew chapter 5. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. In this context, what happens is Jesus is talking, and they're talking about making oaths and swearing and all this, and basically Jesus comes down and he says, look guys, just yes or no. Um, I think sometimes what happens is we complicate things because we we don't just simply want to say yes or no. We have to give these explanations, and we have to go through all these hoops, and we have to go through all of this stuff. And one of the key things about living intentionally for God, is we've got to learn to just be able to go yes or no. And, 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 and we're, we're not honest with each other. And so what happens is it starts coming. So we don't want to tell the person no, so we say, you know what, I'll see if I can do it. Wait a minute, if you know you can't do it, just tell them you can't do it. Why do we, why do we get to those? But what happens is, and this is where we are right now as a culture, um, there are different levels of communications you know um, there there's there's like the surface level communication um, you know we do this when we just bumping into somebody you know like uh uh hey you know you know what do you think of the weather you know um, oh it's nice that, you know we finally got above 32 there's that 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 surface level it's usually like the first level of communication for us when we're trying to build our, or, or or having a relationship with somebody then there's this information kind of level of a relationship where it really is just about the information. Well, I don't know. You know, I talked to Wetterman, It's supposed to be in the 30s most of the week. Um, then as you progress in a relationship, a lot of times you'll go past that informational level. And you get into that thinking kind of level, uh, that intellectual kind of le- level. So, let's use my weather illustration again. So, you know, hey, you know, well, you know, it's, it's, it's nice out there. That's a conversational, casual kind of thing. And then, um, well, you know, I, I think it's supposed to be in the thirties all week. That's an informational kind of level. Then you move to what we call kind of a, a thinking level, um, of communication. And that's where I'd make a statement somewhere along the lines, well, I don't know. That's the weatherman and you don't, they don't always know what they're talking about. Now, all of a sudden, I have taken that conversation a tad farther. Because now I'm starting to tell you what I think. Then what you do is, the level past that is an emotional kind of response. Where all of a sudden now, I'm going to come at you with emotion. Well, you know what? That weatherman is always wrong, and I did this, and the next thing you know. And, and, and all of a sudden now, I'm starting to kind of dump on you about the weather. You're like, I wanted to know what you thought of the weather. I didn't want your opinion on weathermen and all. But listen, this is where we are as a culture. We have never built relationships with people to earn the right to get to that level. But we have a whole culture now that jumps to that level right off the bat. Let me prove it to you. Ask somebody what they think about mass. Ask somebody what they think about a vaccine. Ask somebody what they think about Biden or Trump. And all of a sudden, people will jump to this emotional level of conversation, of relationship. And it's, it's, it's incredibly volatile. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a whole generation now that jumps to that level with, with conversations now. And so we have this incredible breakdown in our society right now because of that. Ultimately, our goal is to be at a I like one guy said, the I am kind of relationship. Where we're real and we're authentic with people. So, you would ask me how the weather's going, and I'd say, well, you know, I'm really glad that we're starting to get out of the cold because a lot of times when it starts getting cold and stuff like that, I really struggle with depression. Whoa, you just want to know about the weather. But you know, ultimately, that's where we want to be as a church and as a person. When we can deal with people at that real, authentic, you know, how you doing today? Oh, great. You just screamed at your wife for 30 minutes driving here. <laughs> you've been struggling with difficulty or depression or hardship all week long, and you've been in the dumps, and then you come in and go, oh, everything's wonderful. No, no, we don't want that kind of thing. We want people who can go, you know what, it's been a horrible week for me. Because now, I know how to pray for you. You have been real. You have been authentic. And if you're around here long enough, here's what you're going to find. Even on a Sunday morning, there get to be some really authentic, real relationships. You're like, I I just came in to listen to somebody preach and sing and leave. Um, But you know what? That's how we grow. Because we get we get simple in our discussions where we're authentic and real and honest, and we don't put on the mask. You have to learn to do this with God as well. Listen to what listen to what Jesus says. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who's in the unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You've got to learn to be really simple in your communication with God. You know, we get this so backwards. Think about it for a minute. My theology says God knows everything. That's what I believe. I believe that God is omniscient. God is all-knowing. Okay? So here's a question. So if I'm mad at God because I wanted Him to do this and He didn't do it that way, does He know that? Dear Father, thank You for all You've done in your life, in my life. Versus Lord... I'm ticked because I think this should have worked out this way. And I don't understand what you're doing. And God, this hurts me. I'm hurting. I'm struggling right now. I can't figure this out, God. That's what he's saying. He's saying, look, close the door. Be honest with God. He knows anyway. He can deal with you when you're honest with you and him. But we, we 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 somehow manufacture this thing that, that we can only go before God a certain way. We can only do things a certain way. And God says, no, just be real. Just be simple when you're struggling. There are times I say, God, look, there are Sundays that I walk in here and go, God, I really don't have the energy to do this today. So if this is going to happen, this is going to be all you because I A, am exhausted, and I don't know that I have the energy to pull this off today. I mean, you know, you didn't like pray over every seat? I'm happy to even be on the platform, much less get over every seat. Why? Because, again, it's about being real and honest with God. And, and this is the thing. Sometimes we get, we get so enamored by this idea that we just can't be simple in our conversations with God. God, I'm struggling. This is hard. Lord, I love this person. I hate to see what they're going through. Help me try to help them somehow, but Lord, you're going to have to help me first. Simple in your talk. The other thing is simple in your walk. Um, when it comes down to the idea of relationship. Some of you are really struggling right now in relationships. You've got, you've got somebody that's hurt you. You've got somebody that's done something. You've got a family member who's, who's breaking your heart. You've got, you, and, and you're saying, I just don't know what to do. Listen to this. This is Jesus, the end of the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes says this So in everything, do unto others what you'd have them do to you. It sums up the law and the prophets. Look, here's the easiest way to do it turn the tables. Turn the tables and say, okay, if I'm the one who is doing this, how would I respond and how would I want somebody to approach me? And that's what you go do. Oh, yeah, but you don't know. No, just stop. Just instead of them hurting you, you're the one hurting them, and they want to come and talk to you about it. How are you going to respond? What's going to be the trigger? What's going to make you listen to them? That's what you go and do. That's what he's saying. He says, stop, step back, look at it and go, how would you want somebody to handle it if the the tables were turned? If you, you walked in their shoes instead of your shoes. We're going to talk about this next week. We're going to talk about love. This is so essential to loving somebody as they are. And this is what he's saying. He's saying, look, step back from it. Step back from the situation for a minute. Look at it from a different perspective. Say, how would you respond? How would you want somebody to do to approach you with it. Another thing, and this is hard, we got to simplify the pace that we're living at. Um, you can handle a, a you. God's designed us so that there are certain things in our body. There are certain things that happen when we're under stress, when we're under a, a pressure cooker kind of situation, and there's mechanisms that God has employed in our lives to be able to help us handle those things. But you were never designed to live at that level for a long time. And what's happening in our culture right now is we have people who are trying to live at that level for a long time. The things that make our lives simpler have made our lives more complicated. Um, We have here um, five Roombas that clean the carpets here during the week when nobody's here. We've actually named them. We started with Mary and Martha, um, and they all have biblical names. We have a Timothy, Um, and you have to name them when you get them. So anyway, uh, they make things incredibly simple here as far as cleaning carpets. We still have to spot clean, but we have them do a lot of the cleaning for us. But you know what? we still got to empty them out. We still have to take care of them. We still have to change filters. We still have to do all of those things to them. So there's some things in life that, you you know, we've gotten to a point now where, Um, do you remember when, some of you do, do do you remember that what we did before email? Do do you remember what we did before text messaging? I'll never forget. I was with a guy years ago. We, we golfed. I used to golf a lot. I used to golf at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. And, um. We were we had a men's group that we would get together and we would golf. And I'll never forget, I got in a cart with a guy. He was a real estate agent for Sioux City, in Sioux City. And he brought this phone with him. And I looked at him and said, not no, 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 no. I got out of the office so I could be out here not to have a phone with us. Now, his business required, I mean, he needed to be in contact with people. Because he could be, he could, he, you know, he could lose hundred thousand dollar deals over that. Now we've got it on our on our watches. We get a text or we get an email, and and we know right away because our hand buzzes or vibrates. And I, I'm not saying again. Some of you, you're in situations like. Like he was where your, your livelihood to a degree depends on it. But listen, if we get to a point in our society when we can't unplug, that's a dangerous place to be. Um, I purposely try not to, even at my desk in my office at home, my cell phone is in the other room. Because when I'm studying, the last thing I want is distractions, and that thing can buzz all day long with the kind of conversations you just read this morning. (laughs) Okay? If I'm not careful. Why? So I have to go, okay, you know what? So, you know, a lot of you sometimes you're gonna go, okay, when you can meet. Rarely will you will I meet somebody before ten o'clock. Because I block out time to say, this is this is time that I'm gonna protect from being interrupted so I can focus on what I'm going to do later in the week. And it's so important that we learn to unplug and that we don't allow our technology, if you will, to control us. And that's where we are. So what happens is our lives are incredibly complicated because the simple thing of unplugging, we don't do. Um, What happens is, when, when we have meals, I mean, today's potluck, but when we have our family over to our house for, for dinner, for lunch, and people call, I've had Claire go, Grandpa, you want me to get it? No, 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 the answering machine will get it. And yes, I still have one of them. The answering machine will get it. And we'll be sitting there at dinner, and somebody will call, and it'll come up, and it'll come up, and, and everybody knows. You just leave a message, I'll get back to you. And there are times that somebody's calling and saying, hey, Pastor, um, we're on our way to the hospital. I'll go over and pick up the phone. You want to know what it is 90% of the time? I left something at church. Can I go pick it up? And then I'll wait till dinner. After dinner, I'll call them and say, yeah, here's how you get into the building. Um, nobody turned it in, or here's where you probably find it. But again, we've got to get to the point that we have simplified this idea of the pace at which we are living. Um, now listen again. Here's what Jesus said. For those of you who are addicted to your phone, listen to this. Don't worry, saying, what do we eat? What do we drink? What do we wear? What if I don't answer that text in 20 seconds? I mean, bottom line is this. Most of the stuff that is getting our attention doesn't have to be handled right away. But we have conditioned ourselves because we made life so complicated to think, yes, it does. And this is what he's saying. One of the things that you're going to have to learn, one of the things that you're going to have to figure out... Is you've got to get back to simply, look, don't we look at the Amish and we're just mesmerized by them? It's not them. It's the way that they approach life. And there's something to be learned from some of that. There's something to be learned from some of that. That, that. That was the thing. I think that was the overriding thing when we came back from Papua New Guinea. These people have so little, but they were so happy. And, you know, that was, I mean, that was one of the great, great lessons. I think the last thing is this. I think it comes down to your walk. You just got to simplify the way you look at your whole Christianity faith thing. Um, listen to what Jesus said. At the time the disciples came to Jesus and they said, who then is the greatest kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed a child among them. And he said, Tell truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes such a one in my name welcomes me. Jesus said, look, guys, stop trying to make following me so complicated. So I'm going to try something this morning. It's incredibly dangerous. I've been taught that you never do this. So... Hey Jethro. Come here a minute. Leah, will you come up here? You never put a child or an animal on the stage with you. Come here, buddy. He doesn't know what I'm doing. Okay, so he has no clue. Hi, buddy. Yeah, you can come on up here. Okay. He's going to be 3 here in a couple of weeks. Can you can you say hi? Hi. Okay. All right. I'm going Grandpa's going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay, And I want you to tell me the answer if you, if you know it. Okay? All right? You ready? Who was born on Christmas? Do you know whose birthday we celebrate at Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> whose birthday do we celebrate? Who do you think that would be? Are you going to be really shy now? Come here. Come here. Look at me. Whose birthday to celebrate? Do you know? Is it Jesus? Huh? <laughs> this is why you never put a child on stage with you. What's that? His birthday is in a week. He's probably thinking about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, your birthday is in a week. Who loves you? Does Jesus love you? Huh? All right, you can go. Oh, oh, go. Yeah, you can go see Daddy. Okay, he's going to be three. I told you I didn't practice it. I didn't try it, so I didn't know what was going to happen. I know that he knows the song "Jesus Loves Me" because he sings it. Um, uh, Here's the here's the idea. It's, I'll bring somebody else's kid up here, but you have to understand. Remember when I said life gets complicated? We put this on live stream, so we have to have permission from parents, blah, 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 all of that stuff now that makes it a whole lot more complicated. Um, here's the idea. He brings a little child in front of him and says, this kind of faith. Jesus was born. If we get him off the stage, and you ask him the question, who was born on Christmas? Jesus. Who died on the cross? Jesus. Who loves you? Jesus. Do you believe in limited or unlimited atonement, Jethro? (laughs) Does it matter? We complicate our faith. So often. And we just need to get back to the fact that Jesus loves us, He cared about us, He died for us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. I can always turn to Him. I'm not saying the other stuff isn't important, but we get so hung up on the other stuff we forget the basic stuff. And this is what Jesus said. The disciples are like, okay, who's gonna be the greatest? What about this? And what about this? Or what about, and what about... And Jesus goes? Here it is. It's simple. It's childlike faith and dedication to follow me. That's all it is. He didn't have any question. He didn't have any problem coming up here when Grandpa called him up, did he? No. Why? Grandpa called me up. God impresses in your heart. This is what I want you to do. What do you do? You go do it. Some of you, you know as well as I do, God's been picking at your heart about something He wants you to do. It might be change the way you're talking to your spouse. It might be uh, something, somebody you need to talk to at work. It might be something you need to change in a habit or a lifestyle. Or you need to be doing this instead of doing this. It's whatever it is. Just go do it. Just go follow. It's not complicated. And I think sometimes we get so enamored. Same thing. We're we're so afraid to share the gospel with somebody. Because we want to make it complicated. It's not. Jesus died for you. He offers salvation to you. Accept it and follow him. And it's childlike faith. Jethro, come on up the stage. Okay. Accept my gift of eternal life. Okay. I'll follow you. This idea of simplifying our lives and the way we walk and the way we talk is so important that we get to the point that we start looking at this idea of intentionally following God. So I leave it with this. Life is incredibly complicated. It's my prayer that you simplify some things this week. As you speak to God and others, may your speech be simple, clear, honest, and authentic. May you see this week with the eyes of a child. And may you appreciate and enjoy some of the simple things that God's provided for you. Let's pray. Lord, help us. Lord, we get so caught up in all of the stuff happening around us we get so caught up in running from one thing to the next that lord we just we've gotten to the point that we don't appreciate or enjoy a sunset or a sunrise we can't appreciate lord the the season we're about to enter when things start turning green we can't look at the joy that comes in being around children and lord we just Made it so complicated. So help us to simplify it this week. And as we do, may we be able to see anew and afresh the world that you have provided for us. See, since we ask.